This is the Ali La Rouge podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you the view from the terraces at Liverpool FC. Welcome to another episode of Ali La Rouge. I'm your host, Peter Hooten, back after a fitness test after two weeks um, with COVID. Um, unfortunately, couldn't go to match last night because schoolboy era had a couple of pints in the afternoon and, I, and it put me into orbit. So uh, I had to distribute me ticket at the last minute. Um, anyway, what a brilliant match. Absolutely fantastic match. Uh, uh, Milan, you know, with you were under the cosh and, you know, because I was watching it from home, some of the uh, descriptions from the commentators, Glenn Hoddle was saying, you know, they've been hit by a red hurricane. And uh, Keith, was it? Did it feel like that in the in the ground? Was it was it a red hurricane? Um, yeah, I suppose it was because we, you know, obviously we started the game very quickly. Um, and you know that first fifteen minutes spell, I think I've seen somewhere today. Did we have thirty shots or whatever? I can't remember what it was, but you know, again, like the Leeds game on Sunday, to a great yard finishing could have been better. But yeah, it, it was fantastic. First 15, 20 minutes, you know, obviously dominated the game, and then. I think once Salah missed the penalty, we took our foot off the gas a little bit for whatever reason. Um, but no, it was, you know, from start to finish, you know, we had a bit of a mad 10 minutes towards the end of this first half. But other than that, you couldn't complain. They were fantastic. Mono in the ground, was it like, I mean, there was descriptions on the uh, telly, like the AC Milan just don't know what's hit them. I mean, is that what it felt like? Yeah, as, as Keith just said then, you know, the, the first 15, 20, 20 odd minutes or so, it was. It was absolutely um, mesmerising. The football was brilliant, and uh, I seen a couple of quotes today from Schmeichel and uh, Leo Ferdinand saying about the atmosphere. There's, there's no one can create an atmosphere like Hanfield, and and I felt like that last night when you know that twenty minutes when we were sacking, we, we we were all thinking it's going to be four earlier before our time, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, and then as Keith just said again, you know, obviously Salamis is a pair. We take the foot off the gas and. Uh, I went down to get the hailing at that time and before that time I missed the two goals. So I said, it's one all. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and by the time I got saved, we got beat 2-1. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, so um, it was it was devastating. Oh, we got, but the second half, you know, when, when we come come back out, like, you know, I think we needed that early goal because the crowd would have got a bit edgy and they would have got a bit more confidence again. So it it sucked the game right right to them again then didn't it? you know yeah we yeah. knew we were going to win it then you know yeah so I'm delighted to uh, welcome Steve Martin uh, who's going to talk about the Ann Williams golf day a bit later on but Steve did you manage to get in the game yeah yeah sure. uh, I like to thanks for having me on mate uh, yeah I keep on the same note as well always keeps on keeps us behind us it was weird because I say the game started so well and we were on the front foot it's penalty going we're probably five nil up at half time. Yeah, and I felt because the momentum was just there. We were relentless, and then once I seen some stat and the amount of teams that turn us around and we kick towards the cup first half, our record was like eighty percent. We always go in leading the half time. It's very, very rare we either draw or lose. People turn us around to kick the cup. It's it's their downfall. Because yeah. oh my god, because then the crowd get up and it's like oh, we maybe maybe kick the cup first half. It doesn't matter. I yeah, remember yeah. Um, going back a couple of years when we played Tottenham at home. Uh, Jack Hyde scored early, and we just ran a racket. And ever since then, I've just thought there's something about turning the arm that gives Liverpool a momentum boost instead of getting towards the cup second half. But we were just saying it's, yeah. it was a weird, it was a weird feeling last time. It was like 
are we are we losing this? Yeah, it was so bizarre. Much. I mean, I think the stats were there was thirteen attempts, Liverpool attempts on goal in the first fifteen minutes, and then in the next thirty, we only had one attempt. So I think in that on those thirteen attempts, when we only get one goal, I think everyone starts thinking. Then certainly when Salah misses the pen, everyone starts thinking it's going to be one of them nights again. Is that what the feeling in the crowd was, Keith? No, I don't think so because, you know, obviously, uh, I thought Salah was outstanding again. You know, you know, and you know every player on the pitch was outstanding. But Salah, it just carried on from where he left off against Leeds for me. He was he was absolutely outstanding, and you know he never kept he never stopped trying. You know the amount of times he covered for Alexander Arnold at right back when Arnold was going forward, which goes unnoticed a lot. Uh, but the crowd see things like that because obviously you do see a different game than you do on a television as you know yourself and I think the crowd were always there with the team anyway and I think it was just a matter of time you know as I said we had a sloppy 10 minutes but that that game last night to a degree they, they, as you say their players looked a bit shell-shocked in some respects it reminded me a little bit of, of the Roma game obviously the Roma game was a, a semi-final one I'm sorry it was obviously a bigger game bigger stakes but they did Roman players come to Anfield and they didn't know what they were, didn't know what hit them. And the same again with Milan because of the atmosphere. It's just their heads were scrambled and they didn't know where they were. And But as Mano said, early, getting the early goal, because again, we come off in the, from the second half and he'd already scored another goal and got it disallowed. You're so, missing, you're missing some goals and getting in the bar, <laughs> yeah. aren't you? Is this because was, of all the cues in the bar? You know what it's like trying to get saved in that 306? Let's not go on about that. But, yeah. um, no, but, I mean, were so, you surprised? I mean, when you first saw the, um, the line-up, uh, Rigi hasn't been making the squad recently, has he? But Mono, were you surprised to see Rigi playing? I mean, everyone must have been um, thinking, what's going on, you know? Yeah, it was only earlier on in the day, one and my mates in work said to me, Do you reckon he'll rest the Van Zyke tonight? And I said, You know, obviously, you know, all, all the, 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 uh, the trainers in the ground, you know, and the sports scientists, you know, they'll know how to, how to, how to play the, the players, you know, that's coming back through long term injury. And I just thought, well, it's a massive game. It's AC Milan. I don't think he will. So, but it was already in my thoughts about it, you know, after my mate saying it to me, you know. And, and it, so then I wasn't shocked really because obviously people are thinking, but I did think he might have rotated a little bit, but I was very surprised here, Iggy. But fair play to the fella, you know what I mean? He, he had a good game, didn't he? You know, considering he, he, yeah, he's, been, yeah. he's, he's been in the wilderness for, for how long yeah. and he hasn't even been in, on, a, on a bench yet, has he? So to come on and you is know, he, is he the secret weapon? Well, he's the he's the European he's the European Cup weapon, and he know what I mean. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think the um, stay. I think the lineup did surprise people, didn't it? But after the first 15, 20 minutes, everyone was thinking, you know, he's got this right, hasn't he? It's all circumstantial, thing, isn't it? If the game's going well and you're on top, it's it's a good decision. But you know, if you tune down, you say, oh, why is he less today being sick? You know, the likes of Origi, he just frustrates the life out of me. Because to look at him, he's big, he's powerful, he's got pace, he's not bad in the air. It's just, why Why doesn't he make it? Why isn't he starting? You know, it's application. It's got to be. He's, he does. I don't think, you know, even think back to the Barcelona game and the Everton goals, his celebrations just look like he's not bothered. And I'm not saying he is or he isn't, but there's got to be a bit more drive in himself to think, if I'm going to play week in, week out, I've got to apply myself better because you've got everything that you yeah, need to be a professional top-level footballer to an extent that he should be starting. 
especially some of the strikers in the Premier League, he just doesn't get yeah. the game card to prove it. As, as John Coleman, who's a regular on the show, uh, in the shirt. Mono, was that... What, what do you think? I yeah, mean? but but maybe maybe it's his persona, you know, where he for the celebration. But you, you look at Edison's celebration when he scores the goal. You know, he gave it the old, you know, hands to the year. But you see him when he, he starts a pump in the air. How much it meant to him, you know, not just to, not just for him personally, but to, you know, to get Liverpool back on track again. You know, to, to you know to take the lead, and you, you see how, how much. Not just professionalism, you know. I think he's he's an emotive player, Edison, isn't he? And I think that's what Steve maybe trying to say about Origi. You know, he, he doesn't show that, does he? You know, but I'm not saying he doesn't care, like, but oh. uh, obviously. But um, I, I I thought he had a good game, considering you know he, he hasn't even been. You know, I don't know where he's been the last few months. You know, he hasn't, mm. even, as you say, couldn't get a can't can't get a game, can't get on the bench. So, I'm not going to ask you about the two got AC Milan goals, Marlo, because you've never but, seen them, but. Uh... Keith, I mean, was the start was the bit of like, uh, oh, you know, we're missing Van Dijk here because the defense was opened up a couple of times there, wasn't it? Um, it Matip and Gomez looked a bit um, susceptible to that counter attack. Yeah, but I think Gomez coming in, it was either going to be Gomez or Canante, is it? Who was going yeah. to come in and, and partner Matip? Matip started the season well, hasn't he, to a degree? Um, so whoever come in, they were going to be a bit rusty. So David always. Going to get a couple of chances, and obviously because we're at the other end of the pitch, I couldn't really see the. I was in the seeing the goals go in, but I didn't know exactly. I haven't seen them since to be totally honest on the television. So. Yeah, but both seem to be similar in some respects. Although it might be wrong because they seem to just get played along the six-yard box and seem to be fellas in ages of space, just tapping at him basically. Yeah, it might be wrong because I, I say I've only seen them live in the game last night. But I think I felt Massa played well actually. I thought, and then Gomez sort of grew into the game. Um, well, Massa well, could have had. A hat trick of headers, couldn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, his his head, but he, he just always seems straight to the goalie. Yeah, straight it, you know, to the but... goalie. There's a couple of chances. He'd have put one in, right in the corner. It'd have been a yeah. goal. But yeah. I think Matt was getting back to where the way he was the other year when he got into the side just after Christmas when we went, when yeah. we went to Kiev. He was outstanding, wasn't he, for the whole oh, the second half of that season? So I just love his runs where he, you know, spider legs come out. Yeah, and, and, you know, and, it, and he just pings the ball pretty yeah. well, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's just confidence with him, isn't it? And I just hope he can stay fit for his own sake, as much as the team's sake, because he's an important player for us when he's fit and playing yeah. well. Because yeah. he can then do what he's done last night with confidence and rest Van Dyke, and then yeah. he can maybe, on you know, Matt might play on Saturday, he'll bring Van Dyke back, he might bring someone else in, because that's what he's going to have to do anyways, yeah. because yeah, yeah. the squad's not the biggest in the world. So we can't afford to have players playing every week just in no. case they get an injury. That's right, yeah. Steve? I, I just think on the on the line goals, I think people need to look at Trent. Not for playing dilly-dally on the ball, but he gives the ball away twice that led to their breakaways and left us exposed. We all know how good Trent is and no one should really tell him how to play football, but I think there's a time and a place where sometimes you just get the ball at your feet and make the pass. Just keep doing what you're doing. You will. You, you are good. Don't overplay it. Just do what you do, and you can't blame Trent because that's just the way he plays football. But I just think sometimes you just need to clear his lines and just be a bit more sensible about the situation. As I say, I just think he, he, he did massively play a part in the goal and just left, left us exposed when it was on call for. But on Keith's point on Matter, he's just if he stays fit, he plays week in week out for me. But I just don't think you can trust him to stay fit. That's his issue, but if he's fifty, he starts, we can be out because for a free sign and 
He's up there with Sammy for me for how good he is. Liverpool, like, you know, after total domination and everyone thinking this is going to be 4 or 5 nil. You know, we go into uh, half-time, 2-1 uh, down. It was, like, quite remarkable. I mean, Keith, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm watching it at home and I'm, I'm thinking, we can win this. We can come back on this because if we can, you know, I think we just took our foot off the gas. Uh, probably a bit disappointed after Salah missing the penalty. And then they started to get a, gain a bit of confidence and just go forward a bit more because they were just pinned back for so long, you know. But did you feel as if we were always going to get back into the game, Keith? Yeah, I, I think it was only a matter of time, you know. And, you know, we spoke about getting the early goal and obviously that, that was a big help. But I think the longer the game went on, if, if we hadn't got the early goal, we, I think we would have come back to win the game. Um, I, I just think they come back and they got into the game because... He, I think it was a bit of relief for them that we stopped bombarding them. So they sort of took the second breath and then started playing a bit of football, um, which was always going to happen because as much as we're probably one of the best teams in the world for keeping teams pinned in, you can't do it for 90 minutes or 45 minutes. You're going to have a spell where you're not doing that. Um, but I just think, you know, Steve, you know, Steve said that, you know, Trent was, did get the ball away a couple of times. and But as a team, we didn't defend them very well. You know, as much as one player get the ball away, you know, as again, I haven't seen a goal since, but... You know, I, I think the team itself, over over 90 minutes, you know, for, for 80 minutes, they were absolutely fantastic. So, I think we were always going to get back in the game at some stage and win it at some stage. I think even if we were gone to the last minute, because the crowd would obviously afford it. The atmosphere was absolutely fantastic. And I don't think, as much as, you know, when years gone by, our crowd can be a bit fickle sometimes, shall we say. I think they've sort of put that to bed a little bit and... But as Mono said before, the longer the game went on, if we didn't get the goal, you, you, only time would have tell it. He would have had a bit of a, not a moan, but, you know, sort of getting a bit woody. But no, I think we were always going to get back in and win the game last night. Alele Rouge on the Blood Red Channel. Steve, I mean, in terms of, um, in terms of, it was, it was important to start off the second half like we started the first half, really, wasn't it? And Liverpool did do that, didn't they? I mean, it, it was, but, you know, if that Osar goal doesn't get this or that, it gets it sick United there because the pressure's on them. You, you, you two goals to come back and, you know, you've got to look at Jordan. I, I, it was offside, but you've got to look at the way Henderson just miskicked the ball completely and let it bounce underneath him. You know, Henderson's done nothing to me to deserve the criticism that he gets on some quarters. But things like that don't help, especially with the world of social media fans and whatever else and saying, you know, Alfred Henderson on transfer deadline day and all that type of stuff. It didn't help himself, but you just think to yourself at times, Liverpool as a team and as a squad just have got that much potential to go on and dominate. You just need to, I don't know what they're looking for, a bit more belief in their own ability instead yeah. of letting the fans drag them over the line. And that's how yeah. it felt like, oh, it's all right playing well or whatever else, but sometimes just kill the game. Yeah, when yeah. you're that much on top and it all changes the penalty realistically yeah. because I say that penalty doesn't get saved you're winning 5-0 yeah. and you'll be put off uh, I'm just on the Milan team though I think I recognise two players I've already played AC Milan on the squad when the team comes through I didn't recognise any of them and to think yeah, it's yeah, AC yeah. Milan it was a little, yeah. bit, little bit weird yeah they're not like household names they're not the Milan I mean that's the first time they've been in the Champions League for seven years I think uh, Mono, I mean, have we got like a psychological hold on Milan? They must be, you know, it's you know, to come back in Istanbul and come come back last night. 
He must be psychologically damaged by Liverpool, mustn't he? Yeah, but remember the pieces in another European Cup final, didn't he? He said so. Uh, that, was a, that was a fluke. <laughs> they've got a great pedigree in Europe, but that's that's a mad stat that they haven't played in European Cup for seven years. You know, a team of their stature, like that's that's a you know, we always say European royalty, don't we? And they are they are up there with it, like for all the you know, the wins that they've got. And it's amazing we haven't played them at Anfield before, no. isn't it? Really, yeah, you know. but you know, going back to the game, you know, you know, the second half, and the, the even though we, it become a good game, then didn't it? Because they were trying to counter on us when they could, but they were targeting Trent, weren't they? As you know, the ball was over the top to that, to that, yeah, and corner. Um, and that was all the time, you know. So, as you see, said before, everyone was tracking back to try and fill in for him, you know, when possible. But uh, I think that's that's the, that's going to be the future for every team that we play, you know, to deal because you don't send gets forward, so yeah. throw the ball down there, but you know, hit the, hit the space behind them, yeah. But I thought, mm-hmm. you know, going back to Massive, I thought he was excellent last night and, and, and Gomez as well. Uh, Massive's but uh, distribution was great as well, you know, which sometimes his, his passes go awry, don't he? Uh, but last night he, he was he was on form, you know, really enjoyed his game. I mean, Origi did fantastic for the um, for Salah's goal, didn't he? Uh, yeah, uh, he did really well, you know. But I mean, that's a very difficult chance. They analysed it on BT Sport, you know, very difficult chance. But Salah makes it look like he's playing in the park. Keith, I mean, there was have you seen the goal again? No, I haven't actually. No, I and mean, obviously it was a. Down the end again, so you can't really see that well. But picking up on Salah, I was talking to, uh, to to Jeff and that last night, on, even before we kicked with going down the car. Whatever Salah wants to a degree, the club have got to sort it because he is, you know, and no play, no players in a place, but we know that. But it'd be the most stupidest thing for us to let him go if it's just about money. Because there's two things, you know, he's worth he's worth probably what he wants in this day's market because players are getting paid silly money with nowhere near as good as him. But how yeah. much of the cost of replacement? I know you're going to get big money, and you probably like we did with Coutinho today. But why would you want to let a player like Salah leave the club if it's just about money? You know, yeah. it'll cost him hundred million pounds. You know, he just said he just spent hundred million pounds on Jack Grealish. That just says its own thing yeah. to me. You know, Salah's, he's, Salah's he's not even at the same superior. level. Yeah, exactly. So for us, to, for us to sort of even contemplate getting rid of Salah because of money is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Yeah, if that's what it's all about. Well, that's, pay, that's paper involved. talk, isn't it? Yeah, no, but you know, it's probably it's with Henderson, like we said in the podcast a while back. It's all about the negotiating thing, you know. Yeah, the, and, and, you know, and uh, Henderson eventually signed the deal, didn't it's he? Smoke and mirrors, isn't it? To a degree, but picking up on his performances, it, you know, he, he was the one of he was the best player last season. Money in lockdown, to a degree, you know, he dragged us over the line in a lot of games. And this season, he's been—I know it's only been early on in the season, but he's been fantastic. Yeah, I thought he was brilliant on Sunday against Leeds. He was absolutely brilliant. He was, yeah, yeah. Um, and he, and he just carried on last night. As I said before, he, people don't see that the work he does. Sometimes yeah. you just see him running up, you know, on the wing and cutting in. But he does a tremendous amount well, of work. It's because he looks so effortless. That's what yeah. it is, isn't it? Yeah. Because so he, fit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's like it not nothing phase him. And it, yeah. it, you know, it was. I think he's brilliant, and I just hope he gets the uh, the recognition he deserves off the club yeah. in that respect. Because that's what you know. As much as you want him to stay playing for Liverpool, they're all here for the money, aren't they? really great and. As I say, he deserves the money because he's the best, one of the best players in in the world, the man in the league. Yeah, yeah. So, stay in terms of the match last night. Do you think? Say that was played behind closed doors, like last year. It uh, do you think we it. would? Do you, do you think we would have come back like that? No, no. I don't. I don't uh, the Atalanta game proved that, and Anfield, and you know, obviously losing the six on the bounce the way we did. 
Liverpool play on the 12th man as being a massive selling point, but the Jurgen Klopp knows how much how important the fans are. Every ex manager, whoever, they'll all say the Anfield crowds where to go. Arsenal Wenger waxes medical over Anfield as a whole. I take their opinions over any day over some divvy on Twitter saying Anfield atmosphere is a myth. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's when Anfield's up for it, it's a special place. And I don't yeah, as yeah. Model, as Model said before, there's not many places in world football that can produce what Anfield can produce. The problem is it's too far far between, isn't it? European nights. Yeah. I like, think you, te- you tend to get these people saying that on Twitter when it's a half 12 against a West Brom. You know, but AC Milan in the Champions League, it's guaranteed going to be an electric atmosphere, isn't it? So it's the big European nights Liverpool really come to the fore, the fans as well, don't they? I think it's just psychological, isn't it? Um, yeah. As I yeah. say, you, you, you're walking to the game and you're thinking, AC Milan at all. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. a European giant, as Model said before. And if you can't get yourselves up for them type of games, then you might as well stay all more on the telly. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know. I mean that um, that goal from Henderson it was Gerard esque, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, first time. It, it's it, it was he was in a good position to be fair to when it when it you know, but when the ball comes into the box, you just want to you want your your midfielders to go forward, don't you? To, to be in a position like that, and you know, just as well he was, you know, first right, right in the corner, great goal. But as we said before, you know, the the first one, you know, uh, the equaliser that set the tone then for, for the second half for us, didn't it? Yeah. The crowd, you know, relaxing a little above the crowd, like, but you know, it's 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 true about it. What it was like last night, it, it was absolutely brilliant. But you know, when Salah goes down, then it gives the momentum again, then. As we all know, if we if we don't score, you know, you know, ever starts to get a bit nervous and, and yeah. they're trying to get us on the break. And you know, we were fortunate once or twice there that we never, you know, conceded. You know, but we had a the rubbed agreement with the referee thing at one time, didn't we? You know, and yeah. all the linesmen. Um, but I thought like their goalie, you know, we, even though we saved the penalty and the massive setters was just sort of Adam saved. I, I didn't think he was, you know, I thought he was he was errors in him. And I wanted more shots, really. You don't, you know, Adam, you know, to, uh, to you know, to make him play the ball or whatever. But we just wouldn't, you know. I just thought we were brilliant, though, overall. Yeah, Keith, it was good the way um, Klopp used the squad last night, wasn't it? Because I mean, obviously, it was a, you know, it was a massive blow losing Harvey Elliott at Leeds, wasn't it? You know, an absolutely massive blow, and you know, let's hope he uh, he recovers fully and 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 quickly after the surgery. But when you look, when you look at it, so we've lost Shakiri, we lost Wijnaldum, and we lost Harvey Elliott. But Harvey Elliott was we were looking towards him for the future, weren't we, to strengthen the midfield? But when you see, you've got Kaita, you've got Fabinho, we've got Henderson, then you bring on Thiago and Oxley Chamberlain. We have got options in midfield, isn't it? It's all about keeping them fit, though, isn't it? Yeah, you know, then you throw Curtis Jones in, into that, and then you got James Milner. You know, he's, he gives you eight out of ten every game he plays. If you know that's the least you're going to get out of him, I, I think the squad's not that bad. To be totally honest, with you. In, that, in in midfield, I know people are going on about it, but um, it's probably a better squad than when we won the league 2019-20. I think it's it? it's on par, but in in a, in a lot of positions, you know, I still yeah. think you know we haven't sure really if Tank gets injured to a degree because obviously um, I know Milner can play there. Um, 
But you know, they, they, they you know, is it to miss ask coming for yeah. the Robertson the other weekend done well, yeah, didn't he? Did so well, over he there. Did very well. So yeah. you know, we got covered up front. You know, we're talking about Origi. You know, like he's been not frozen out, but obviously he was, he was, he was getting trying and showing the door, was he? Let's be honest about it, trying to mm-hmm. get some some money in for him. But he's come in and done his job. So I, I think Thiago was fantastic again on Sunday for the his lead. But I think the the best one in the field on part of the season has been uh, Fabinho. He's been fantastic. I mean, brilliant, brilliant he, last night. He, he was absolutely fantastic. And he I was mean, great on Sunday again. You know, he's he's just like a, a well-oiled machine, isn't he? Just like he, is, like he is, just moves around the pitch. He is the lighthouse, isn't he? Yeah, well, he is. But Every, he's I mean, that's that what they call him, isn't it? I don't know whether because he played the centre half, but he, he does a lot more. He does a lot more in, in the eighteen-yard box. He's done one at Leeds on Sunday, where he just come from nowhere, chested it down, ran away, and away he went. Yeah, and he, you know, it's just because he's got probably a bit more positional sense because he played most of the season there, but. No, I think we got good cover. I, I said earlier on in one of the podcasts earlier on, they'll take a good side to stop us winning something this season. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Steve, um, in terms of Oxley chamberlain and, and Curtis Jones coming on, I mean, was it, you, you happy to see them coming on or were you thinking, you know... I'm not, I, I, you know what you're going to get with the, the journey, I think, that, as Keith said before, it's just keeping them fit. I think the thing with Harvey Ellie from that point of view, I think he surprised everyone when he come back that long for like Blackburn. I'd be very, very surprised if he was anywhere thought as club like the manager's thought he would be starting for me against Chelsea when he come back that long. But he come back and he you know, he's he beefed up, he matured and he was like, Right, let's go for you. If you're ready to play a year earlier, let's play you. And maybe, you know, obviously San Thiago, people said about letting Ronaldo go, was it? A questionable decision, but then you look at Elliot, the manager knows best at the end of the day. He's seen the progress, he's seen it, well, that's what he's like when he comes back from pre season. And as he says, he is going to be a superstar, he can go as far as he wants to go in this football. Getting an injury like that, you know, no one can see that coming. It's an absolute freak accident, isn't it? To an extent, yeah, but yeah. he can literally go and play football for any club in the world if he wants to. I mean, Curtis, Curtis Jones been, he's gone down the pecking order a little bit. Do you think this will be his opportunity now with the injury? It's up to him, isn't it? At the end of the day, if he wants to play in a team, you know, they always say someone's lost and someone else's game, don't they? And this is very much it. If he wants to play, and you know, after he scored the goal against Devon in the cup, did he kick on enough as much as what he should have done? That's, that's debatable, isn't it, really? Because he got on the side that he was frozen out again. But he's, again, he's got enough talent to do anything he wants to do, too, and now's his chance with Harvey being unfortunately injured. That's what I think, yeah. Jamie. He's just, just got to keep himself fit, hasn't he? I don't think yeah. he's a start. I don't think he's a starting 11 player, but I do think he's very, very handy to have around the squad. If he I just got the fit. impression last night he, uh, and the times he's come on, he is trying too hard to impress, isn't he? He's, instead of doing that simple pass, he's trying to do something spectacular. And it's not coming off sometimes, so he's losing the ball, you know. And the, tomorrow, he, was that a bit of frustration in the crowd last night? Well, I, you, you've hit the nail on the head there with him, because when he come on, and you know, he done a, a few good runs, didn't he? And I just thought, just just pass it now. And he tried to beat the extra man all the time. And, he, and I, I seen it last night, yeah, I, I seen that and sensed it. But, uh, you know, people saying, you know, I'd say Celsius, he'd been in, in, in the summer, but... As we all know, we need a squad. And what Katie said before, you you sell you sell someone, you've got to go and replace him. So who's going to come in so it's better than him? And what's it going to cost you? 
So th- I think that's why we kept most of the squad, really. You know, I know we did sign a shell the league, didn't we, allegedly? But no takers. But it's a chance for him now to come back. You know, hopefully that game yeah. gave him confidence last night, like Casey Jones as well, because as we just said there, you know, he was he was being bombed out and Harvey Ellie come in and, you know, I mean, we were all surprised, you know, with the Chelsea game that he, he played against them. You know, you, yeah. that's right, that's the... But, but uh, you, you see how, how great a football he, he is and, and he, you know, he's going to get so much better hopefully after this injury when he comes back. Yeah. But, yeah. but the Ox, like, you know, he, he's another one. You know, when you come on, you've got to take your chance. You know, what it, as John Coleman says, in the shirt, you've got to go and do it, you know, and Klopp will suffer any fields with it. You know, if you're, not, yeah. if you're not good enough, you're not going to do it, you won't be in a team or the squad. Allez Rouge on the Blood Red Channel. So Sadio Mane, um, another player who's doing some fantastic stuff, but he just hasn't got his shooting boots on at the moment, has he? You know, he's just another one trying to, you know, maybe hit the back of the net and just getting it wrong, you know. But uh, looking forward to Crystal Palace at the weekend. Uh, Sadio Mane has scored in each of his last eight Premier League appearances against Crystal Palace. No player has ever scored in nine consecutive matches against a single opponent in the Premier League. So it's get your money on Sadio, is it? Or is he going to have uh, two left feet again? Nailed on for a nil-nil. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, you know, Manic, you know, you, you can wax a little about the whole team because I think they've started the season fantastic, actually, as a team. You know, after what happened last year. So, but Mane, going back to Mane, he's another one who's probably trying a bit too hard, isn't he? And some, you know, the Leeds game, he was he could have could have walked off with two match balls and then mine one. Yeah. And he, and he just only got a goal right towards the end. So, I think once the season settles down, um, you'll see the best of Mane. He'll just get back into his rhythm. Because um, he come on the game last night and he, you know, he was fantastic straight away. One, he wasn't no no bedding in period. He was just straight at the money. Um, yeah. So, no, but I think on on Saturday at. You know, I don't really care who scores as long as you win. It doesn't matter. But it wouldn't surprise me if Manny gets a goal because he's he's starting to look the player that we know he is and can be. Yeah, so no, I think he'll just kick on again. Yeah. Steve Liverpool um, have won the last eight Premier League matches against Palace, scoring twenty four goals. Can you see? I mean, Palace had a great result against Tottenham. I don't know if you saw the game, but they were really good. You know, and they played some great stuff. So it's not going to be. The Palace that we've met in the past, I think he, they will be better organised. I mean, you could say that though, but realistically, you know, the has only had what, a couple of games with them a couple of months. I'll take them a good eight to nine, ten months possibly to even get to any sort of level that he wants them to play at. Because I don't think they'll have ever had a manager like him. You know, every time a different style of manager coming, it's never worked. You know, if Vieira gets it right, you'd assume the background that he's got, he'd do a good job for them and take them to the next level. But you look at their squad and the turnaround that they've had, you know, and even some of the players, what was it, 17 players left off the squad, close season, but out of contract mm. and this, that and the other. How many manager can get a side to bed in so soon? But it'll be one of them, score early, kick it on, and they go. But honestly, the point about Mane, it's just one touch too many with him at the minute. He yeah. just seems to trying to make too sure. When it comes natural to him and he hasn't got to think about it, there's not the at the back of the net for me, but at the minute it just seems to be just that making sure he's steady and have that one touch too many to get a shot away instead of just let it come natural to him. Mono, have we got who have we got to be worried about? Ben Seke 
He's got a tendency to score against us, hasn't he? Uh, well, you know, he, he's a bit, he's a big unit, as they say. But uh, hopefully, with Van Dijk, you know, a massive, you know, they can control him. I don't think that, yeah, you know, we, we know he's good in the air, you know, but he, he's on down, you know, he's lost his confidence, and he, you yeah. know, but he, he will be a press, obviously. But I think the yeah, sense yeah, of Arsenal will, will have him no problem, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Keith, I mean, are you, are you worried at all about, you know, there's going to be a lot. I would, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a lot of rotation again on Saturday because it's going to be a long, hard season, isn't it? But I mean, just put trust in the in the, the you know the in the squad. The, yeah. Against teams like Palace. Yeah, and that's what the squad's all about, isn't it? You know, but as we said before, you know, and I heard there was I can't remember who was Neville or someone said he, he thinks Liverpool's first eleven the best in the league, but the squad's not that good. But I disagree with him. I think we got a good squad of players, and I think they all can. Do a job as and when he needs to, you know. Keita, he's a bit, he's a bit hit and miss, isn't he? But you know, he's yeah. he's good in spells of the game. You can't deny that. He's just that he needs. Any... Keita needs to run a games. Yeah, he does. Yeah, so, and he because he's so injury prone, he's he's never had that. But yeah, but you can he's, see he's a good player, can't you? Yeah, yeah, but he but for me, he's got it. He's in a similar position to what Thiago is. But Thiago's a better footballer than him. Yeah, in my opinion, anyway. So. Thiago's I just want to see that. more of Thiago all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I just so, want to see. You know, so Thiago's going to get a game more than what Keita does. Yeah. That's, just, that's just a fact of life, you know what I mean? Um, but the squad, on, I think the team on Saturday will be a very strong side, no matter who yeah. puts out. I think he'll keep the, the spine of the team the same. So you don't I think, think he'll go with someone like Kanate? Yeah, he just... Wait. I, I don't think so. I, I, don't, I don't think Maybe he'll against Norwich. And the, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think if Kanate was going to play, would have been last night. Yeah, but maybe you know, put him in the the league cup, maybe. Yeah. Maybe so, but you yeah. know, you no, know, they obviously everyone knew Milan didn't went to side that he, he he should be. So yeah. that game last night was probably the best one to bet him in, but he didn't play yeah. him. So me on Saturday, I I think he'll play a strong side. Yeah, um, yeah, and and that's what we got to do because you know we said this a million times. The next game's the most important one, isn't it? You can't look yeah. too far ahead. You just got to win the game because yeah. you know Chelsea, City, and United, uh, you know they'll keep on winning, won't they? To a degree, you know they're going to yeah. slip up some stage, but. No, well, I think to... it's been a fantastic start to the season. You know, if you look at, um, you know, uh, ten points. I mean, we I mean, and we could have beaten Chelsea. I think you know, just a, I think with the player getting sent off, sport the game, didn't it? You know, but um, you know, fantastic start to the season. So I think you know that that's what we've got to look at of me in terms of uh, in terms of what's been happening. You know, I think already you can see. Uh, the league table, aren't you? Man United, everyone seems to be jockeying. I mean, surprisingly, Everton are up there, you know, but we all know what Benitez can do with a limited squad, you know. But I think uh, looking to the future, you know, I think Liverpool have started magnificently and, you know, I think last night's results uh, was a testimony to that because I think if they'd, if they'd have struggled against AC, uh, AC Milan when they went behind, you know, it might be a different game on Saturday, but the confidence will be there, you know. So yeah, we've got um, Steve Martin on to talk about the um, Anne Williams Golf Day. So um, Steve, I mean this will, this podcast will probably be going out uh, Friday or even Saturday morning. So the uh, Golf Day is on the Friday, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Golf Day is uh, tomorrow. Basically, this will be the ninth edition of the Anne Williams Golf Day. 
we set up Jamali and Skull Fight to remember the fight for Anne and everything that she stood she stood for. Uh, Anne's son Kevin was one of the ninety-seven unlawfully killed the Hillsborough. And opened up cans of worms, she knocked down doors, she shouted as loud as she could to get Kevin's story heard. And for, as uh, four organisers, there's myself, Sean, Gaz and Andy, we just felt it was the right thing to do after Anne's passing to honour her legacy type thing. And as the years have gone by, the event has just gone from strength to strength to strength. It's mind-blowing. It's overwhelming, and it makes me very, very proud of what we're doing as a committee to remember that. The level of prizes that we've had donated this year are off the scale. And I mean, silly, to the yeah. point where, like, it, as I say last week, I just got overwhelmed by it. I was thinking, how have we managed to create this? We've got support from Till Hatton, who is a big Liverpool fan, who will be playing in the Radical in two weeks. He sent us a quote from his management team giving praise to our day and he's happy to support us. We've got an ambassador in Wayne Scholes who donates levels of prizes beyond people's wildest dreams. We have support from brands tailor-made, Titleist. And this all started through an internet forum doing this, talking stuff about Liverpool. Yeah. It's why why did you shoot why did you choose golf and not like five aside or um, because it's just a bit different, I suppose. I, I think because we, when we plan the event, we decide to do it in the close season. I mean, we normally have the event in July, but given the state of the pandemic at the time, we decided to put it back till September this year. This hopefully will just be a one-off in September and we'll be back to July next year. Uh, just the last year's event was cancelled because of the pandemic, but given the support from our ambassador, whole sponsors, uh, player donations, other bits and bobs. We still managed to donate six and a half thousand pounds to all the fans supporting food banks without an event. That's, so that's where uh, that's where the money goes, fans supporting food banks. That's where it went last year. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, I say that was without an event, and we still managed to give that level of support. Yeah. It just makes me very, very humble and very, very proud yeah. of what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, this year's charity is Liverpool Sunflowers, who are based in Egbeth. They're a cancer support charity who offer support to over. 800 families and family members per month and we do 20,000 cancer interventions per year. Uh, they get no government support, they get no NHS support. So every how they support their families is through donations like ourselves and other charitable people doing their thing. Sunflowers are an amazing charity and a credit to our city for the support yeah. that they offer people. If people don't know about this charity, please do go on and search for them on and all are, social media. Are people able to donate? Is there a, is there a website or a yeah, page uh, we, we've got we've got a we've got to just give a link which um, I can send over to you if you just give a little retweet out when the podcast goes live. And uh, we've also got a PayPal which is in ambulance at gmail dot com. Yeah. Uh, if if you look for us on Twitter or Facebook, you'll find us on there as well. And contact any of the organisers, and we can have a little chat about if people want to get involved with donations and things. As for playing an event, it's harder to get an event than it is to get a Liverpool season ticket waiting list. It's it's <laughs> ridiculous. We could we could have this event over the full weekend. Yeah. I am yeah. very, very serious about that. LFC mm. TV come and cover it. Uh, we've got I say this is the third podcast I've done this week about it. 
Yeah. It's honestly for the And it's keeping it's keeping Anne Williams' name going, isn't it, really? You know, sort of yeah, the campaign. I mean, there's going to be a drama, isn't there, about, about that? Yeah, um, I think it's out at, at the early new year. Um, obviously, all our family has been involved with that. And as I say, the memorial now is literally within Stonesville and Anfield on Sunbury Road. If people are listening, do go and see it. Anne was just an amazing, courageous lady who never gave up the fight. Yeah. And that, to me, is all the inspiration I need to, with me and the three other organisers, Andy, Gaz yeah. and Sean, to keep this event going. We've got 30 plaques on the shield and this is the ninth one. The next year is the 10th anniversary and if the plans come off that we've got in place for that, I could actually just say, you know what, yeah. I'm done. But there's no stopping it and it's all because of it's the right <clears> thing to do and the way them court cases yeah. got thrown out, it's a disgrace to the justice system, isn't it? Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah. Well, good luck with it and, you know, um, raising awareness about it on the on the podcast. Thanks for coming on. No problem. Um, you know, it's been it's been really uh, good to hear about it. You know, and it, it also, as I say, keeps Anne Williams' name out there and the and the drama that's going to be on ITV. I think it is going to be on. It's definitely going to be on one of the major channels. Uh, that's everyone's looking forward to that, and it'll just really keep uh, it in people's mind that you know where at the justice campaign and what happened and 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 really people can look back at that as be a historical testimony to what and williams and other people did you know so thanks for keeping a name going stay absolutely brilliant no problem yeah, you... I, I, I think from Anne's point of view i think getting the 14 mil was pretty much all down to yeah. and never give up the fight other families went about things their way and done their things. People might not have had the determination to carry on. They've had family doors stand in their face, but I never give up. Yeah. And yeah. that point of view, the 40 mil just simply wouldn't have happened. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Uh, thanks to Keith. Thanks to Steve. Thanks to Mono for coming on. Uh, for listening to Valley La Rouge from our listeners all around the world. Much appreciate it and getting onto social media. Let's hear your comments about uh, what you think of the podcast. Uh, and also, don't forget, it's going to be the Spirit of Shankly's AGM this morning before the Crystal Palace match. That starts at 11 o'clock at the Lighthouse on Oakfield Road, and it'll be finished by 1 o'clock. So there's plenty of time. You need two hours to get in the ground nowadays, I believe. So plenty of time to get in the match. So that's the Spirit of Shankly's AGM, 11 o'clock, uh, Saturday morning, at the Lighthouse, Oakfield Road. Everybody's welcome. Thanks very much for being listening to Alain Le Rouge. Come on, you Reds. You've been listening to the Alain Le Rouge podcast on the Blood Red channel.